All right, folks, so this afternoon we will hear from NVIDIA, get the very latest on the company's earnings report. Now, traditionally, they come out with some good news. Uh, let's bring in our expert panel to break it down. Dan Morgan, Vice President, Senior Portfolio Manager, Sonova's Trust Company. Daniel Rubino, Executive Editor, Windows Central. It's great to see you both, and I love when I have two dance. Dan Morgan, you okay. go first. Uh, in terms of NVIDIA, obviously, like you said, Nicole, looking for a great quarter coming out of them. Um, basically looking for strength in their um, data center group. That should be about $1.8 billion in total revenues, up about 150%, and also strength in their graphic card area. That should come in between 2 to $2.2 billion in revenues, up about 35%. <laughs> Uh, so looking for strength both in data center and graphics cards um, uh, with just uh, across the board strength coming from both those areas. Out, um, Daniel Rubino from Windows Central that NVIDIA always somehow seems to be the star, even when they sort of came out of favor for a little while, then they were back. And over the last two years, NVIDIA has beaten earnings per share 100% of the time, beaten revenue estimates 75% of the time. You think we're going to see some of that today? Yeah, I, I have to agree with the other Dan's assessment there that, you know, the two main segments here are going to be data center and gaming. And NVIDIA is just executing very well. We always like to see that, whether it's new products coming out to market, they'll be able to, you know, meet the expectations of what they're promising. And so far, they've done that very well. Now, the issue with the gaming side, of course, is demand is very high while supply is very low. That's technically a good problem to have, obviously, but we want to see them be able to ramp up. So I'm curious to see guidance on that, whether they're going to be able to increase their production to help meet demand, especially for the holiday season coming up. But when it comes to their data centers, they're seeing unprecedented uh, ability to compete in AI. And I really feel like they're the leaders here in basically producing hardware for these data centers, these high performance uh, computing solutions. And so NVIDIA is just on a really good track. Now, they do have some downsides when it comes to professional visualization and automotive, but these divisions make a fraction of what the others do. So I'm not really too concerned about them. These are more macro level considerations, specifically COVID. We've seen some, you know, companies basically revise their plans for what they want to do. But I do expect that to uptick. So we'll have to wait to see what they uh, say on that for guidance. Yeah, I'm glad you gave us uh, both those sides there. Dan, Morgan, when we look at what's going on, I know you're, you're expanding it out. You're looking at NVIDIA. You're looking at the rest of the group. AI is front and center. And even the short interest on NVIDIA's stock has dropped some. I mean, that shows some optimism as well. What is it about the group? What other names grab your attention as potential winners or great competitors? Um, give me your thoughts on a broader basis. Well, if you look at the chip sector, it was down about, this is profits, was down roughly about 12 to 15% last year. This year, profits will probably be down about 15 to 18%, and then we're looking for things to improve in 2021. But, uh, you know, as we've been talking about with NVIDIA in terms of what are the areas that are really growing, data center, gaming, uh, anything has to do with the rollout on 5G. And then you look at sectors like auto, like Dan mentioned earlier, industrial and consumer, which are really struggling. So it's kind of where you are within the group 
in terms of which groups or which stocks are doing well and which ones aren't. Uh, of course, AMD is another yeah. stock in that name that's focused on data center. Uh, Intel to a certain extent, but they have a huge coverage, obviously, in PCs. Texas Instruments, more wider uh, type of coverage. Um, but right now, to be honest with you, uh, Nicole, NVIDIA is probably one of the best positioned chip companies in the fact that they're in the fastest growing groups and they don't have a lot of exposure to these other segments that are really struggling, uh, like a TSM or TX, Texas Instruments and more of these wider coverage type of companies. So, Right. Right, Texas Instruments, Taiwan Semi is what you mean there. Um, I wanted also uh, Daniel Rubino to expand on that because when we look at what's going on here, and I know you have Apple on the mind and some chips, Dan just mentioned AMD, which has been taking some market share from Intel. Apple's now making its own chips. Uh, that could spook some folks too, good for Apple, I guess. Um, why don't you give us your wider version here? Yeah, the chip industry is getting very competitive now, and I love this because it means better products for consumers and for businesses. And so Intel is getting clobbered kind of on all sides here, but NVIDIA is definitely doing well in the graphics department, but they're not bulletproof. So AMD is definitely ramping up. They're launching new graphics cards right now that can possibly outperform some of these latest NVIDIA ones where you have to wait and see for the actual benchmarks. But AMD is not to be dismissed here. They've shown exceptional growth. And again, very good execution on product delivery. And I expect that to continue. And that will eat into the data center as well as gaming against NVIDIA. Now, NVIDIA has the momentum, but AMD is a threat. When it turns to Apple, Apple's new M1 chip is very impressive, and specifically in graphics. My concern here is NVIDIA's tried to go into the lower-end graphics market for laptops for years, but now they're getting beat there, including by Intel, whose latest 11th-gen chips are actually doing yeah. very well. And it kind of really gets rid of the need for NVIDIA to compete at the low end, which I find a little troublesome. I like to see what they can kind of do there. But between Apple and Intel and even got Qualcomm there, it's getting very, very competitive. What do you think of Intel? Because Intel sort of feels like the unloved child of late. Dan, you tell us um, from Synovus, you know, we talk about the new MacBook Air. It is the first of Apple's computers to actually run on Apple's M1 chip instead of Intel. And it's supposedly faster. It has a good battery life for Intel. Yeah, you're right, Nicole. I mean, Intel's been a little bit left behind, uh, not only in terms of providing chips uh, that go into the Macs, but also they've been a little bit left behind in the modem space, right? Because they uh, lost that relationship and Apple went back to Qualcomm on their phone. So uh, Intel's kind of in a tough place right now, Nicole, as we talked about before, just because the PC space has been such lethargic growth over the last, you know, really five to 10 years. Uh, and, you know, where do they go? They're really, their only growth area is data center. Uh, but again, they compete against NVIDIA and AMD. And uh, based on the last quarter, they were not growing as fast as they were in subsequent quarters. So Intel, because of size and just because of the overall exposure in the PC space, and like you're saying, uh, losing some of these relationships with Apple uh, has kind of put them in a, in a tough situation going forward. So hence why the stock trades at 10 times earnings. I enjoyed our conversation very much, gentlemen, and we'll watch for NVIDIA today, where I guess most people are expecting some good news here, and we'll watch the group overall. Dan Morgan, 
Vice President, Senior Portfolio Manager, Synovus Trust Company, Daniel Rubino, Executive Editor, Windows Central. Thank you both very, very much.